Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 60 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are back with the Raw and Smackdown After Mania. We also are going to have some AEW talk in here today since we didn't get to on our last episode. A real quick congratulations. It's really the only wrestling news that we have going on this week to Carmella and Corey Graves, who got married last week on Wednesday or Thursday. And then Alexa Bliss married Ryan Cabrera Saturday night, lived every 90 girl's dream of having NSYNC perform at her wedding. Uh, They had a, a pretty crazy wedding experience it looked like a lot of fun like a little rock show a shit show as they're calling it yeah they had like people magazine covered yeah. it it was a whole it was a whole thing yeah. and uh i mean it was i guess yeah the, really the only wrestling news was we had two big weddings right uh and i think that means carmella and Corey are going to be off tv for a couple weeks probably alexa's been off tv yeah, well, for who knows when a she's while back. the rumor is that it was because of that because she was getting married but then she's on twitter saying that she's Ready to go whenever. We had her come back for Crown Jewel and then never seen again. So, I mean, we had, you know, we had, what was it, four call-ups this week? Yes. Uh, and we had, like, a re-debut, a couple re-debuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still, no Alexa Bliss. We had no Asuka. Bailey is still not returned, so we're still waiting on them. But we did have some returns, some changes as well, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, but, yeah, we're going to kick this off with dynamite we had christian cage versus adam cole this opened the show and correct me if i'm wrong but has was this the first time we saw christian cage wrestle in a while it's been a while as since I feel christian like has wrestled yes he's just kind of been in a sense like a manager like he's just been there with people or in people's corners but he hasn't necessarily wrestled or wrestled alone because i know he was kind of tagging they did like three man tag teams for a bit there but I mean, he looked really good, and Adam Cole always looks really good in the ring. They had a great match. Adam Cole wins this match, but then him and Hangman had a moment, which is going to lead to a Texas death match next Friday in New Orleans. Yeah, they're doing Rampage Live from New Orleans starting at 7 p.m. They're going to preempt SmackDown uh, on TNT. And, yeah, Christian has not wrestled in a while, but he's such a – He's such a valuable piece to have because he can be that managerial role with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which I feel like is kind of I feel over... like it's simmering, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I feel like that's kind of, like, uh, that should just kind of go away for a while. Right. I mean, they don't need him. He doesn't need them. But he is a great hand to have for moments like this where he can put on an awesome match. He doesn't need to do it every week. It's been a long time since he has. But yeah, a, a great showing from him and Cole to set up for the Cole Hangman rematch next Friday on Rampage. I think that New Orleans show is going to be really good because we're also going to have Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society in a six-man tag team match in or- in New Orleans as well. I, th- I mean, they had like a little moment where they kind of like ran each other out of the ring and stuff. Like it wasn't a, a match or anything this week on Dynamite, but it was setting up for that next match in New Orleans. I think it's going to be a really good show, like a, a mini pay-per-view in a sense. Yeah, I think that's the point is that they're trying to get as many eyes on the product yeah. as they can. It, it Again, it's not going to be a 10 p.m. show, so I feel like that kind of helps. Like, yeah, I think that helps yeah. in a way, especially because it is preempting SmackDown, so it's going to be the first wrestling of mm-hmm. the night. It's not going to be like you're not going to be um, kind of like the two hours of SmackDown can be draining, not as much as the three hours of Raw. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's good to kind of get that 
offset. And then we also have the Owen Hart Foundation that's happening. I love that they're doing a men's tournament and a women's tournament for this. Yes. And we had Samoa Joe versus Max Caster for the men's side. And as always, the acclaimed come out. They're great on the mic. Samoa Joe did not give a shit about them on the mic and just quickly dominates Max Caster here. Uh, He was just not... Samoa Joe is not one to mess around. No, and I love the acclaimed. I want to shout it from the rooftops as much as I can. I love the acclaimed Max Caster. So entertaining. He had great lines for Samoa Joe um, in this like in this rap. It's Max Caster and, and Anthony Bowens have found a really cool niche where they can take these losses, but they're still super entertaining. Right. And Caster's been doing it, you know, week after week now. I feel like he's starting to get more and more comfortable in this role. He did remember he had that like he kind of crossed the line before. And yeah. then they kind of had to draw him back a little bit. He's doing way better now. And then, yeah, Samoa Joe, just people are hyped to see him. He, he looks, I mean, he just, he has that look to him. He just looks like a badass. We love Samoa Joe. And the rumor has it that Samoa Joe is going to go up against the murder grandpa and like. Yeah, no, it is, it is official. official. Next week on Dynamite, it's yeah. Samoan Joseph versus the murder grandpa Minoru Suzuki, who is your like ring of honor television champion. They're going to actually put that title on the line. It's going to be insane. And like that is another cool benefit of having ring of honor here. Yeah. Because we saw um, later on Rampage, Wheeler Yuta, who is your ring of honor pure champion bring that title out like they have well, they're not shying away things. from it yes because ftr also the triple a yes ring of honor match we had later as well like we saw a few things from ring of honor that's the coolest part about AEW. yeah like it's because you always have ftr bringing out those triple a championships mm-hmm. and then you have like now you have more titles to bring into yes. the fold as well like you have um I don't know what they're going to do with Mercedes Martinez, who is your ROH women's champion. And then, I mean, you have – I think it's really cool to have Samoa Joe in a match next week with Noro Suzuki. One is going to be an it's awesome going to be match. so crazy. But then you have that, like, outside factor of, like, there is a Ring of Honor championship on the line. Yeah. So, like, do they – I mean, does Samoa Joe lose this quickly? Does yeah. Suzuki lose the title this quickly? Can even they find if, a way out of it? Even if the title wasn't on the line – Still an awesome match. Of course. Yeah, the title doesn't mean anything for this no. match in particular. Yes, and it's going to be awesome. And the title on the line definitely will obviously build something to this because it is that. Are Honestly, we going to have Samoa Joe already lose? I don't think so. No, I think that that's the only f- thing that makes it interesting. Is that like I, It doesn't matter to me that the title's on the line except for what do we do? Yeah. Like, does Suzuki drop the title that quick? Because, I mean, you do have a Ring of Honor legend in Samoa Joe fighting for a Ring of Honor championship. He did just get here. Right. And kicked ass. Crowd and, is and super big, behind him. Yeah, he's just here kicking ass. And then, like, the, but the crowd loves Suzuki, too. Like, AEW crowd has been exposed to Minoru Suzuki enough to, like, they're going to be hyped to see him. And this match is just, like... It's Tony Khan's just getting rave reviews on Twitter for the, for booking this. Yeah, he did get. Say so he needs to. He needed a little bit of a, a yeah, Twitter comeback. So he, in other wrestling news, Tony yeah, Khan had like he had a weird tweet uh, saying that like he he hired a private investigation firm to look into like the Twitter accounts of people that troll AEW and, and talk uh, shit on AEW. Which, first of all, it's a weird thing to look into. It just seems like such a spoiled child thing to do. It does. You like, know? here's the thing: don't look at Twitter. Wrestling fans hate wrestling. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yes, matter. That's exactly right. I feel like Tony Khan's time and money would be better served doing other things than trying to look into the accounts of Twitter trolls. And he kind of insinuated 
that like maybe there's you know somebody behind hiring all these Twitter trolls to hate on AEW. Like it's just turned into a joke at this point. Yeah. But luckily, he did rebound by booking this match, so everybody kind of forgot. Yeah, everybody was like, oh, shit, thing. that's right. We like Tony Khan. He does good things. He does good matches. Like, this is awesome. And then we also, on the women's side of the tournament, had Hikaru Sh- Sh- Shida versus Julia Hart. And it's funny because we noticed us during this match when Julia Hart came out, she had that black patch on her eye still from when she got misted so long ago months ago at this point and now it's starting to look like she has black coming out from under the eye patch like black makeup so maybe we are getting closer to what we said about her becoming part of the house of black i i love the idea we still we've been talking about it for months i'm still here for that i'm very interested to see how that goes yeah, I mean, it, it has to be at this point, it has right? To be. Because Julia, she comes down and she eventually she kicks the Varsity Blondes out. Yes. So Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., she kicks them out. She doesn't need them. She doesn't want them ringside. She does have that black just kind of <laughs> inching out yeah, of that eye patch. Out just a little bit. So we're getting, I mean, it's been rumored for however long this has been. Yeah, I feel like this has just been going like, on for whenever months. Ca- whenever Black um, miss somebody, mm-hmm they kind of change and julia has been wearing this eye patch forever now mm-hmm. i'm just curious one what's under it which we kind of know because yeah. it's gonna be like a dead eye like uh, malachi has but yeah just we didn't get a, any i don't think we got any house of black no this week but yeah we're just we're slowly inching towards i feel like she's the last puzzle piece right and the fact that Sheeta wins this match and julia doesn't like the fact that she lost this match i think gives her a little bit of a like go crazy incentive here where she can kind of just come out with the House of Black the next time we see them. or Well, because they kind of come out in a very, like, Bray Wyatt, yes. like, Wyatt family way, where the, where the lights go out and then, like, they're just all there, which is awesome. I'm not at any way, shape, or form knocking that. So I don't, I don't know how we're going to bring her into it unless she just literally pops up with it. But with her losing this match, kicking the Varsity Blondes out, I, I do think that we're going to see that sooner rather than later. But been saying that for months now, so yeah, who really I knows? I feel like, yeah, this was probably the breaking point because she'd have had to win this right. uh, to move on to the tournament. Julia hasn't really won anything of, like, meaning yeah. in AEW yet. But she is somebody that has, like, an interesting look, especially if we can get that, you know, complete darkness side mm-hmm. of her. Just give her something else to do because she's been doing this cheerleader thing for a while. And the yeah. Varsity Blondes have already petered out. They have zero momentum. Yeah. Get her out of there. Put her with the team that has probably more momentum than just about every faction but one. Yeah. Right now, which we'll get to a little bit later. But we do have to talk about Captain Sean Dean versus Sean Spears. It's Sean versus Sean. Yeah, there can be one Sean. And this ends up being... Sean Spears is beating the hell out of Sean Dean, mm-hmm. but he ends up kind of pulling the ward low where he's not going for the win. He's going for just like the abuse, yes. right? Because he had the match won at one point and then the cameras go backstage. There's there's a ruckus mm-hmm. going on backstage again. We know what it is. Right. MJF's on commentary. He's he's wondering what it is. It's Wardlow. He's here. He's destroying all the security guards again. And he eventually leads to the distraction that leads to another Sean Dean victory. So now he has beaten uh, MJF and Sean Spears on television. We're going to get a rematch next week, I believe, of MJF and Sean, uh, Sean Dean. And, yeah, we're, we're just continuing this Wardlow thing where he's super over. The fans are into it. I kind of wish we didn't do the same thing every week. Yeah. Where he just comes out and beats up all the security guards. But we're just – we're. 
it is we are building towards something at least. Yeah, and like that's the whole thing with Wardlow here is that we're not supposed to remember who he is. We're not supposed to see who like he's not supposed to be here. So of course he's here, and of course he's helping. I just wish we could opponent. keep him off. Yes, I know we talked about this before, where it was like it would be cool to just kind of have him sitting at home and we don't see him for a while and nobody you just even have talks him be about alluded him. to. I do love like the uh on like the guardrails they have like the you know this guy is not welcome yes. they have the pictures of wardlow i love that because that is the subtle alluding alluding to him yeah that we should have instead of just having him come every single week right kill all the security guards like i hope next week we can like mjf alluded to like he's just gonna have more security yeah just keep him out just keep him out we keep don't him see him at all next one week, week yeah. and then bring him out the next week like just Something. give us one week where we don't get wardlow yeah mjf succeeds in keeping him out uh, and then, yeah, we had the Kingston Santana Ortiz call out Jericho Appreciation Society. That was what it was. The Butcher and the Blade versus the Hardys in a table match was actually pretty solid. Yeah, of course it was. It's the Hardys in a table match. Of course, yeah. And, like, Jeff Hardy at one point was supposed to go through a table and be eliminated, but the table didn't break. So, like, yeah. that sucks for the Butcher and the Blade because later... Jeff gets the win because he hits a swanton bomb off a ladder and puts Blade through a table. This match was great, but I, I was reading articles afterwards, and I'm happy that I'm not the only person, which obviously, but I'm happy I'm not the only one that fully believes the Hardys shouldn't be doing some of the things that they used to do 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean... Like we Why did we have to put him in a table match? Yes. Like, it was just it's yes. quick. Last you know? weekend or, with no build. Right. Last week we had Jeff Hardy jumping off of a windowsill that was high up. He had to climb a ladder to get yep. there, jumps off of the window into the tables. This week we have him jumping off the top of a ladder. Like this man is not young. No. And though he can still do it beautifully, mm -hmm. he probably shouldn't. Maybe, like, give give him a couple weeks off. Like, he didn't have to do back-to-back. -back. Well, here's the thing. Like, if you're Tony Khan, you pay for the Hardys. Yes, you want the Hardys. You want to give people the Hardys yeah, that they remember. Yeah, but Hardy can barely walk. I know. And, and they're taking bumps, like, hard bumps yes. too often. They're doing it every week. And, like, this match was fine. I, I the, It was weird that Jeff got put through a table but, like, didn't. Yeah, like it looked the like legs he was eliminated, broke, but, but he, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was very confusing for a minute. It was, like, it was just one of those things where, like, it was kind of built to the week prior with like mm -hmm. Jeff putting them through tables. So like we had a tables match, but yeah, it was just like, it just didn't fit for some reason. It just right. felt awkward. Like it does feel weird seeing two 40 year old guys that have been doing this for so long. And like Matt, who doesn't move great. We've talked about it on this yeah, podcast. But he still does these moves. He's, great. Yeah, they're both still fantastic. They're both super over, but like, let's not kill them. Exactly. Tony Khan is like, he's trying to get all like he can out of them, but yes. like, let's, Let's draw this back yeah, just like, a skosh. It's one of those things like, do you want them now for a short period of time or do you want them for a long period of time? Because I'm worried that they're going to be doing these things and then they're going to get hurt. Like your body doesn't recover the same way at 40 that it does at 20. No, it's like you don't you don't have to like you can buy a six pack of beer and not drink all six immediately. Right. And Tony Khan is just trying to get us all drunk as right. quick as we can on these Hardys. And, like, I hope to God that they stay healthy and that they, right. you know, we the can get some longevity Hardys, out though, of it. We don't need – he doesn't need to sell us on the Hardys. He no, doesn't need no, to sell anybody on the Hardys. We are all immediately sold on the Hardys. We know who they are. We know who they have been and what they are capable of. And, of course, it is awesome seeing those things. But – it, it does come down to, like, 
give it like a week without Jeff going off of a top rope or, or off of a top of the ladder or off of something. Yeah, like let Darby do this shit. Right, Darby, like Darby is here for that. He, oh, where was Darby this week? We didn't see Darby at all this week thinking of that now. But that's exactly right. Like give it to the younger guys for a little bit and then save these things for the big moments. Yes. Like let Jeff jump off of shit on pay-per-views. Pay-per-views. And then let's keep him on the ground as much as possible otherwise. Uh, and then, you know, the AEW tag division we've talked about is is unreal, and then Absolutely proving it more and more, we had FTR versus the Young Bucks for the eight for the Triple Eight uh, and ROH Tag Team Championships in just an absolute like twenty minute classic. FTR gets the win, and it's just one of those things where it's it's AEW showing off how amazing their tag division yeah. is. Like you have these two teams at just like the apex of it. Mm-hmm. There's so many great tag teams below them. And FTR just proves that once again they're they're the best tag team in the world. They are, and it's funny because this is the second time that FTR and the Young Bucks went against each other, and it was so different from the first time, but just so beautiful as well. And this was another thing that I read too, where I had the same thought at the end of this match, where it was, I hope that we don't do that match again soon. I would love to see them go against each other again. I I want to see FTR versus Young Bucks the third. I'm I'm ready for that, but I don't want to see that next week. I don't want to see that in New Orleans. I want to see that much farther down the line. I'm happy that other people are also on that because I feel like Tony Khan kind of listens to the people. So I feel like maybe we'll we'll luck out in that aspect. But that was really it for Dynamite, which brings us right into Rampage where we open the show with Trent Beretta versus Brian Danielson. And I just, I mean, you say this about Seth Rollins all the time, but Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I mean, he's got a hell of an argument for it. He really is. Like, he's he's, the best wrestler in the world. He is incredible. People can fight me on it, but I I probably will stand my ground. I mean, him and Trent put on an awesome show. Trent Beretta getting, like, getting in this work. I I just love to see him. He looked incredible, too. He was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Brian Danielson could make a a broom look amazing in the ring. But Trent Beretta, he looked amazing. Uh, Danielson ends up getting just a brutal win Which over like Tramparetta. Also hilarious. The lock. Yeah, he's like he's still holding it in because he, he it wasn't quite the LaBelle lock because he more focused on like a neck crank. Oh my god, I thought he was gonna break going his neck. Going at Tramparetta's neck who I mean he had the surgery, who was out forever for it. So like awesome callback to that. Uh and then he like as he's holding it in, the referee is holding his arm up. Like it's ref, so can you get him off yeah, the Yeah, he's like I'm said Brian Daniel. I'm I'll get it one day. You know, Brian Danielson wins. Well AEW referees one day will get like, hey do something like he wins and the ref's holding up his arms while he's still in this lock and i'm just cracking up like can you get the man off of him yeah get him off of him and then hold up his arm for the win but of course danielson wins here it's an incredible start to the show later we end the show with more of the uh what is this cult called um (laughs) (laughs) the blackpool combat cult we'll call it it's a blackpool combat club we had john moxley versus wheeler yuda who originally like he was the first one to kind of get tested yes. right he fought daniel or brian danielson gets the loss gets slapped in the absolute just william regal slapped the piss out yeah. of this kid uh and then this match happened a few months back prior to john moxley leaving um to attend to some personal issues we had john moxley versus wheeler yuda and it was 47 seconds long right. john moxley beat the shit out of this kid it was an absolute squash match this match, John Moxley in like that, um, you had the side by side with Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. Just said like, listen, I'm gonna go out there, and we're gonna see what Wheeler Yuta has. Right. This match goes 15, 20 minutes. It slapped. This, I mean, Wheeler Yuta bled as much the as I've most. ever seen anyone bleed. Uh, 
John Moxley gives him everything he has. Wheeler Yuta gives, you know, he he uses moves from Brian Danielson's moveset. It was awesome. He uses Moxley's moveset. Moxley's using William Regal's moveset. And every, I mean, they threw everything out there. It was just hard hit after hard hit. It was exactly what you want out of the the end like the main event of the night and it's it's the blackpool combat club yes. every one of their matches is going to be violent yes and moxley said it with danielson like he does not team with anyone that he has not bled with right well wheeler yuda did enough bleeding mm-hmm. he ends up getting he ends up losing this match but not without kicking out of you know two death riders he ended up getting choked out um and it then was, we get regal and, and danielson out there and it was one of those things where like just because yuda lost he didn't lose anything by losing this match. Like, of course not, no. As soon as Moxley wins, he immediately gets up and just looks stunned that, like, Yuta was as good as he was, that it went out as long as he did. He sold the shit out of that. I yep. loved that. Brian Danielson and William Regal come down, and they look like they're going to attack Yuta, but then Regal extends his hand, and Yuta and him shake hands, and before anybody leaves, Yuta takes the blood that's, like, dripping down his face and writes BCC across his chest. Gross. But like he's <laughs> but sure. he's part yeah. of this now. Yeah, that's or what it seems like. Moxley like. tells him like the real work starts now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was an awesome match, and it it was equivalent to uh, Bret Hart beating Stone Cold Steve Austin with the sharpshooter, where St- Stone Cold just passed out. He didn't tap out, which is exactly right. what happened with Wheeler Yuta here, just bleeding like a stuck pig, and he he doesn't tap out. He just the referee calls for the bell because yep. he's unconscious. And, I mean, that kind of thing is how you make a star. Yeah. I mean, that's the importance of, you know, it, it, it's crazy. You look like a star here. Exactly. And it's crazy to say, but, like, this is when when guys talk about, like, bleeding in wrestling is important. Mm-hmm. This is what they're talking about. Like, exactly. If, if you don't need everybody to bleed in every single match. Because then it gets yeah. gross. It becomes, like, the late 90s, early 2000s where, and like, And we did have a running joke much. for a minute that, like, every AEW was blood and guts because yes, they, they exactly. always bleed. And, like, listen... Yuta bled a lot. He, like, yes, a but that's lot. how you but make it was a awesome. star. It was like, awesome. You look back on like the photos that were taken of this match, and like it just looks amazing. Yeah. And like to have this guy lose, but he ends up earning everybody's respect mm-hmm. for what he just went through and actually stood up and asked for more. I mean, yeah, it looks like we have now John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and Wheeler Yuta in the Blackpool Combat Club with William Regal at the helm. And yeah. I mean, Wheeler Yuta is your pure ROH champion, and he's getting a massive push here. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, we also had another part of the Owen Hart Foundation, another part of the women's tournament. Not on the men's side, just the women's side. We had Red Velvet versus uh, Willow Nightingale, and Red Velvet gets the win here. I did not expect anything otherwise. I don't know about you. No, same thing with Swerve versus QT Marshall. Yeah. Swerve gets the win. And, like, we had a... Uh, an interview with Jade Cargill, who is just remaining the baddest bitch in the company. Yeah. Uh, she's got her baddie section, which I find hilarious. She's so awesome. Um, and she's going to be putting that title on the line, her 30th match up against Marina Shafir, who has not lost. She's been she's been having all these matches on dark, mm-hmm. okay, which is, it's a weird way to build up a record. It, it is a way to do it. Yeah. Where, like, you're having all these matches, but, like, we really haven't seen Marina Shafir but, like, they're trying to build it like she's a real threat. Yeah. Right? And uh, Jade is acting like it's not. So I'm I'm curious to see, like, do we get the upset victory and Marina Shafir is going to be your new TBS champion? Or do we just go full-blown 30-0 and 0 Jade Cargill 
I would do the latter and just have Jade yeah, just continue to run through their right. shit. But who knows? I mean, this could be, if they see something, a future in Marina Shafir, this would be a great way to kind of boost her to have a match in front of a live audience mm-hmm. on television where she really hasn't been. And, like, that would be our first real exposure to her, would be her being the first one to beat Jade Cargill. I mean, it has a cool premise, but, like... Like you said, I don't I don't think that Jade Cargill should lose us. I think that we should keep this streak going. I agree. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a 31-1. and one. Yeah, like, I agree, except for they are making it seem like Jade is overlooking it. Yeah. Where, yeah, like, and that's usually what happens. She's already looking at 30-0. and 0, Like, it's already a thing. She's yeah. already planning the celebration. And, like, I'd be down for, like, getting Marina really close and Jade maybe, like, cheating to win by yeah. any means necessary, getting that 30-0, and 0, making Marina not look as bad. But yeah, we'll, we'll see when that match happens. I don't even know if like when it's supposed to be. I don't either. But that like that was a good promo of the night, and then we had a dumb promo of the night as well, oh, which was just Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, and then it was Dan Lambert with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and that's all I'm gonna say. It was just dumb. I don't care about it. No. That was it. The coolest part about Dynamite and Rampage this week was the fact that we do have the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. We have some winners out of it. Samoa Joe on the men's side. We have Sheeta and Red Velvet on the women's side. I'm excited to see where else we're going with this tournament because I, I don't think all of the matches are announced yet, but I, I'm excited for it. I, I love tournaments like this. The last time they had a tournament though, it did get drawn out. So I, I'm nervous about that, mm-hmm. but the Owen Hart foundation tournament is something that's just incredible because we finally have something honoring Owen Hart in wrestling again. Yeah. And tournaments by themselves are awesome. Of it course. is really cool to get like Owen Hart's family involved in this and have that named after him. And you have the men and women's angle of it as right. well. But yeah. Like just, I just wanted to briefly touch on the Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara thing. Cause oh. I mean, en- <laughs> there's been enough written about it and talked about, right. It's not working. Um, no. it's, it's hard to cheer for Sammy and Ty as much like as talented as they are, as great as they are. But yeah, this, it just, it feels so much like they got shoehorned into the Cody and Brandy role mm-hmm. and Cody and Brandy were getting booed. Yeah. And now Sam and Sammy and Ty Conti are getting booed. I don't know what you do to get out of this. Cause like, it's, I don't know, but one thing that Sammy did say that I found ironic is that he brought up that the man makes the title. The title does not make the man. Yeah. Right? So like he th- Sammy said that Scorpio Sky is making the TNT title irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I find that really ironic because well, I did not <laughs> – like, I don't Yeah, because think, you hate Sammy. No, it's this is not even to shit on Sammy. I don't think the TNT title has been relevant since Miro had Yeah, it. and where is Miro? Like – Miro made the TNT title seem meaningful to him, yes. especially. Well, yeah, his wife was going to kick him out of the house otherwise. Exactly. He put actual stakes on, like, personal value right. to it. Like, I just feel like it, it's it been just another belt ever since he dropped it. Yeah. So bring Miro back. Get him back in the fold. I don't know what he's doing or where he's been. I think he's, like, shooting a TV show or, like, a movie. Oh, that's interesting. God, get him back in here. Make that TNT title mean something. Because Sammy was right in a way. That, like, the TNT title is kind of floundering, but, like, there's just nobody has cared about it the same way Miro did. 
Well, no, I mean that's and we just, can't care if the guy's who holding Miro it. Don't care. Is as a wrestler in general, though, like he just cares about things and he makes it personal, and I love that. Now, on the flip side, you did bring up Cody Rhodes, who is no longer with AEW. He is here with WWE. We are in the Raw after Mania. It is supposed to be an insane episode of Raw, and I will say supposed to be. <laughs> and we open the show with Cody Rhodes, which honestly made me giggle because he comes out and he's just standing in the ring. And he's like, so what do you guys want to talk about? Same, Which is exactly yeah. what he did at his last promo in AEW. Beautiful. Uh, he went on to say how, like, it, this wasn't a difficult decision for him. It was really, it was honestly simple. And you were right last week when you were saying that he was insinuating that he wanted to go after the championship because that's the one thing that his family didn't get. And, and he wants that. He's going to win the championship for the American dream. And, of course, out comes Seth Rollins. Just shakes his hand. First off. Seth Rollins dances on him. Insane, yeah. And then shakes his hand. And that's it. He just leaves. Um, something that I find just fun in this is the fact that Cody Rhodes was gone for six years. Mm -hmm. This is not the same Seth Rollins no. he saw six years ago. No. None of these guys are the same. So he's, like, when Seth is out here dancing on him, you can see it in Cody's face. Like, it, it's it's real. It's like, is this Cody's... that architect guy that yeah. had the blonde streak? Like, he was like, what is this man doing? What's like, your outfit? Yeah, what is he wearing? Who's what is your he tailor? doing? Like, and, and it's a lot of fun to see that. But I, I love that they don't say a word to each other. They just shake each other's hands, and that's it. So, like, what's next for them? I I still hope that we see Cody versus Roman, but I don't think that Seth versus Cody is done. No, we, we talked about it on the WrestleMania episode too. That I, I don't think that the Seth and Cody thing is mm -hmm. over either. Um, the just the overarching um, reaction to Raw and SmackDown this week were that we didn't really set anything up. Right. Um, we had some like some moments. We had returns. We had reintroductions to certain people, but like. This was a perfect um, – this segment was a perfect summary for how the whole week was. It was like, cool moment to get Cody back. Mm -hmm. He's back on Raw. He gets his long-winded promo that he was always cutting in AEW. The crowd was a little bit more into it. It was very emotional for him to get out. And then Seth comes out and shakes hands. We don't set anything up. Right. But, like, we kind of allude to, like, there's mutual respect here. Maybe they go and do, you know, another feud. But Cody's intentions are clear. Right. Cody wants – the WWE Championship. And that's it. And that's it. And our WWE Champion right now is Roman Reigns. He is the undisputed WWE and Universal Champion. He closes the show. He comes out to celebrate like his win over Brock Lesnar at Mania. And he tells us, this was so ridiculous. It was like he got 10 minutes. Yeah. And he had his full entrance, which is like eight minutes. And then he says, I'm the undisputed WWE champion, WWE and Universal champion. I will tell you on SmackDown what's next for us. And like, that's how they ended the show. So good cliffhanger for SmackDown. Of course. But also. Yeah. Like, but what is next for you? I have to wait five days to find this out. Uh, another person that we found out might be next for Kevin Owens uh, one of the funniest scenes to us, at least. Well, I don't know. Hold on, wait. Before we get to that, let's let's go back to Roman real quick because we did mention on the WrestleMania episode that maybe Roman was hurt. Because remember that Roman yeah, that Roman and Brock yeah. Lesnar match only went twelve minutes long, mm -hmm. and our reaction was like, "This match 
like somebody better be hurt for this match to have been as lackluster of a finish as it as it was, yeah. as short as it was. Roman comes out and he is struggling to get them up, but on SmackDown he's not. Yes. So like, it seems like he's fine. Although we haven't had anything physical, so like maybe yeah. th- there's still that possibility. Like maybe they're not announcing anything, but exactly. like because he was struggling to get the titles up on Raw, yes. but we don't know. That could just be. That could just be part of the show. And then back to Kevin Owens in what I think was just the moment of the week. And and it's funny because I, I love when people... This is exactly what it is. Wrestling fans hate wrestling. Yeah. So they will shit on things. This is sports entertainment, man. We are in WWE. Yeah, have fun. Have Some things fun. can be fun. The Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville thing. It was, it was fun. fun. Don't so shit much on it. It was fun. fun. And I have a lot to say about that later. But Kevin Owens saying... Coming out saying that the reason he lost to Stone Cold was because he had a back injury going into that match. I mean, he said it prior. He hurt his back at the gym. He had a back injury going into the match. That's the only reason he lost that match. Whatever. He did say that when he challenged Stone Cold. He said, I have a bad back. So, like, it adds up. I adore Kevin Owens. I think it's hilarious that he was doing that. He gets interrupted. (laughs) Uh, I honestly, Twitter, some people hated this. Some people get it. That's exactly what I'm getting. At. I loved it. If, if you understood what was happening here, you love this. Yes. If you did this was absolute comedy. Yes, absolutely. So he gets interrupted by a new face. Yeah, new guy. This is a Com- new this person. This is a completely new person. Yeah, guys, this, this is, is a new person. Ezekiel. Yeah. This is not Elias. This is no, Ezekiel. This is Ezekiel. So Kevin Owens is like, Elias, is that you? Like, where the hell have you been? Because remember, Elias has been gone for months. He yeah. is dead. Well, he died. Yeah. He is dead. Elias said, you will not see me anymore. I am dead. This is it. Mm-hmm. Destroy his then, guitar. Like, we didn't hear anything and then for we months. Never heard We've anything. talked about it. Yes. And plenty of people have talked about it. But Ezekiel says, I am not Elias. And then the Yes You Are chants were also hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm Elias's younger brother. My name's Ezekiel. Keep in mind, like Ezekiel has a shaved face. Yes, which Completely I mean, he was shaved face. Yeah, different gear. He looks jacked as shit. You know, like his right. older brother uh, Elias. They sound very similar. Uh, but like the way Kevin Owens played this. Yes, it, and he just kept telling him, like, you're, "No, no, no, no. You're wrong. You're Elias." Yes, like it was just hilarious. Like, that's it was the so thing. good. If they had attempted mm-hmm. to bring a- Ezekiel out. And say, I'm the younger brother of Elias. Mm-hmm. And be, like, serious about it. Yeah. This would have been a problem. Like, if, if he had just been like, I'm Ezekiel, and then nobody said anything about Elias having existed, mm-hmm. this would have been a real problem. But the fact that they're even saying, like, I'm Ezekiel, I'm Elias's younger brother. Yeah, and the fact that Kevin Owens is like, no, 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 honey, you're you're Elias. And then, like, yeah, Kevin Owens gets pissed. And, like, I don't like liars. Ezekiel's like, well, you must not like yourself. Ooh, got yeah. him. And, like, loved it. I love... I'm I'm already I'm a huge fan of Ezekiel. I don't yeah. care. I loved Elias. I say you were you loved Elias more than any one person should. Yes. So I like do. it makes sense. And when he came out, even you kind of were like, "Who the fuck is this?" And I was like, nobody, "Holy yeah. shit, that's Elias!" Because he looks weird with the shaved face. He does because like it Elias like he just had this it. like crazy man beard, and now he has this like baby soft face. And I was like, "Bro, that's Elias." He's got like, like decent that is... like actual ring gear yes. instead of like the weird like shaws <laughs> that <laughs> Elias would wear. Right. And I'm like, this is Elias. And then when, when Kevin Owens starts going, Elias, is that you? And he's like, no, 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 I'm Elias's little brother. Like, Hilarious. I thought you were going to stop breathing. You were laughing so hard. I love this it. This was fantastic. It's silly. I hope to this God. This is what we want. Like, it's silly. Yeah. And like, you, some things are supposed to be fun. 
and silly. And this is one of those things. Well, and this I, is one of those things where, that. like, the AEW defenders, like, the people that think yeah. that AEW does everything perfectly will look at Dan House and be like, this is fine. This is yeah. awesome. This is entertaining, which I agree. Yeah. But then they'll look at Ezekiel and be like, oh, this is stupid. Like, no. No. This is funny, too. Yeah. This is hilarious to me. I hope that every single week we get somebody in, like, coming up to him be like, hey, Elias. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm Ezekiel. I'm like, I hope that he plays a clarinet or some shit. I know. I we hope they try to give him a guitar this. and he's like, I don't know how to play this. And, like, the walk with Elias thing, like, I just, I need him to turn that to walk with Ezekiel. But, but like, the, the like, crowd still yeah. chant walk with Elias. Like, work like, out with Ezekiel or, like, yeah. something. Like, there's so many ways to make this hilarious. Yes. I hope that, like... Ezekiel is, like, behind this fully, like, totally into the idea. Because, like, if you're half out on the idea... Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to be all in. So, like, I hope that he's in on, like, the fun here and it's not just something, like, WWE's giving him, like, hey, make this shit work. Like, I hope he's really... Yeah. Like, because this could be... this. He can't be world champion like this. No. But he can be a real, like, mainstay, like Elias was. Yeah. Where, like, he's going to get TV time every week. Mm-hmm. He's going to get over. The fans will love it. And that's all that matters. Right. I mean, there there were some cool spots on Raw this week. I can't say that it wasn't a good show. Uh, we did have MVP coming out saying Bobby Lashley beat Omos without him. And then he introduces Lashley. And then he's like, yeah, you beat him without me. Congratulations. And then out comes Omos. And MVP pushes Lashley into Omos and then attacks Lashley like, you don't need me, and then starts coaching Omos right there. So this is everything you wanted. Yeah. Omos is getting a mouthpiece and he's getting MVP. Yeah, thank you guys for doing exactly what I wanted to, to like, happen. It's crazy. Like, Omos so desperately needed somebody to be his mouthpiece. Yes. I thought Malcolm Bivens would be perfect from NXT, but fine, keep him in NXT with a diamond mind. I love that MVP is the choice here because, like like you said, he was literally in the ring coaching Omos. Yes. Telling Omos what to do. That is what Omos needs to, like, a T. Yeah. He needs somebody out there literally guiding him. Because, like, MVP can be a producer backstage. He can put these matches together. I'm pretty sure he's done it before. And, like, he can be the guy that literally is out there being a coach on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, Omos by himself, like we saw him, um, he did like the squash match and he's just like, he's asking the ref, like, do I do this now? Do I do this now? Like you could hear it. Right. Where like he just, he's not quite sure what his next move is. He doesn't need, he doesn't have that problem anymore. Right. Because MVP, MVP is, is literally going to tell him what to do and it's not going to be weird. Like if the referee had to tell him what to do. Right. And it's cool because, like, we had that little, like, betrayal there of MVP to Bobby Lashley. We also had a little bit of a betrayal with Rhea Ripley when it's Rhea and Liv versus Sasha and Naomi. And Sasha and Naomi get the win quickly. Rhea walks away. There's no actual betrayal there. But, like, she turns her back on Liv. She leaves. We also have it with Carmella and Zelina when Carmella asks Zelina to be her flower girl at the wedding. Uh, which I thought was absolutely hilarious because, like, how disrespectful can you be? And then Zelina attacks her, and then Corey and Carmella had a really gross makeout session. I, Super gross. It's so disgusting. So, like, we had a lot of betrayal happening on this Raw after Mania, which I fuck with. I think that's cool because it sets up new things. Of course. We also had 
at Mania, you heard us talk about it. During the Edge and AJ Styles match, Damian Priest came out and caused interference. He didn't do anything, but he definitely wishes there his presence caused interference. So it looked like Edge and Damian Priest were setting up to have like this little, like they're a duo now. And they have a promo on Raw where, it, I mean, it was awesome. They are going to be this new duo. Mm -hmm. And it's very cool. I love that when Damian Priest was talking, the crowd was chanting, we don't care. And Priest was like, I don't care about you. Yeah, I don't fuck with that from the crowd. Right. I feel like that's one of those like moments where like, the crowd's trying to be too much a part of right. the show. Um, so, like, I, I did like the way they responded to that's it. That's what I'm saying. I, I like how Priest was like, we don't care about you. Yeah, and I do like Damian Priest being paired with Edge, especially yes. this new Edge, mm -hmm. um, and seeing what else they can do here. There was, like, the rumors of Rhea joining it, her kind of leaving live in the dust kind of would make yes. perfect sense to do that with uh but yeah like any kind of anytime we can get like an actual faction i'm down yeah especially when we have a leader of it like edge who has led a faction before he's been in factions before he knows how to do this whole thing um we also had bianca belair come out yeah well i mean during the edge and damian priest promo aj comes out they beat him up yeah moving on um bianca belair comes out and god damn that eye is messed up man yeah her eye is busted but this woman fine as hell still the baddest bitch out there yeah she is i mean she just comes out and she's just basically like hey i'm the champion i'm still here my eye look at it i mean yeah. it's it looks terrible like she tried to blind me and look at me i still won i'm the champ and, and, and like that was it and we didn't her. get anything again we didn't set up anything no and it might be because, like, she might be hurt. We yeah, might be kind of be not, taking it easy. She, they might have been, like, listen. Like, maybe she didn't break her orbital bone like we had originally thought. But they were, like, probably, let's not have her wrestle here. So exactly. let's just have her come out, say, I'm here. I'm the champ. She's still a baddie. And then we just keep on keeping on. And, like, we had a weird choice here. Um, so st NXT Stand and Deliver was uh, but on Saturday prior to WrestleMania. Yes. It was a great show. Totally recommend watching it. Awesome show. On that show, we had uh, Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship. Dolph Ziggler won that match. Yes. And then on Raw, we do it again. Yes. We had the NXT Championship match on Raw. On and Raw. Braun Breaker wins. Yes. Becoming on Raw. Now, two-time NXT champion. He wins this match on Raw, which, okay, I get it. More eyes are going to be on this product than probably on Stand and Deliver. Yes. So, like, giving and him that even match. on the NXT after Stand and Deliver. Exactly. So, like, I, I understand it. It, it, yeah. just, it just felt weird to have him lose on Saturday and then immediately give him that match again on Monday. Um, we had that same kind of issue with, um, at Stand and Deliver, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai yes. won the Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Tag Team Championships from Toxic Attraction. And then on the following Tuesday... Toxic Attraction wins him back. Yes. So Raquel Gonzalez, but at Raquel least, Gonzalez, at least and we Dakota have, Kai lost those belts. But we have like an under, I mean, at the time on Tuesday, we did not understand why that was happening. By Friday, yeah. we understand why that is happening. Yes. We don't understand why Braun Breaker won this title back. I, I thought Braun Breaker was getting ready to be called up. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. But, like, I, I just feel like, I mean, you can bring him up and he can still be NXT champion. Yeah. It's fine. But, yeah, I just thought it was weird to have him lose and then immediately win it back. And then we had, finally, Veer is here. Yeah, he is. He's he's Veer. He's here. Get used to it. We had The Miz versus Dominic Mysterio, which, uh, whatever. Yeah. The Miz wins. Veer comes out. Veer murders everyone. Murders everyone. It, he is here. He made the Raw after Mania. It is Veer after Mania. And I don't know. I'm actually here for it. He did get a big pop. I was 
pretty shocked about. This dude's about. hair is wildly thick, oh, first yeah, of all. Oh, yeah, yeah, great hair. I think he's got a cool look. I don't know what you do with him. I don't know what the feud is. I guess maybe we can just do, you know, Veer versus the Mysterios, which, like, yeah, whatevs. Yeah, it, it looks like we're going to end up seeing Veer versus Dominic for, like, that's Ugh. what's going to be next. I mean, that's a terrible idea. But, yeah. I mean, you could have Veer versus, Myster- versus Ray would be more interesting. Yeah. So you have, like, the Giant versus the Giant Killer. That always works out. And then you had Team Mark April and Finn Balor versus the Usos and Austin Theory. Prior to this match, the Usos are giving Austin Theory so much shit backstage for losing to Pat McAfee. But, like, why are the Usos here? This is Raw. Well, yeah. Who knows, honestly? That was something that I was so confused about. I'm like, these are the SmackDown champions, and for some reason, they're just back here giving Austin Theory shit. Austin Theory's like, no, Mr. McMahon picked me. I am going... He's... I'm the reason, you know... He picked me for a reason, and yeah. I'm going to go do well, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to win. And Austin Theory does win. He pins Finn Balor in this. Yeah, we, we're we doing exactly what we expect. Yes. Where, like, it's going to be Austin Theory and Finn Balor, and they're going to feud over the U.S. title. Um, and then the Street Profits end up beating the Alpha Academy. And then, yeah, just just a weird roll after it Mania. Nothing weird. really set in stone as to what we're doing next. But then we open up SmackDown. <sighs> With the only thing that's now set in stone of what we're doing next after Mania. Yeah, so Kayla Braxton's in the ring. We love ourselves from Kayla Braxton. She calls out Ronda Rousey. She's the baddest woman on the planet, which is hilarious to still be calling her when she did. Yeah, you know who's the baddest woman on the planet? Bianca Belair. Or, I don't know, the person that beat Ronda. No, Charlotte. Bianca Belair is the baddest bitch on the planet, and I don't care what anybody else has to say. Ronda comes out. She wants a rematch. Of course she does. Of course she does. Right. Uh, she wants an I quit match because she doesn't want any kind of chicanery because she right. she did make Charlotte uh, tap out. But, like, no, you didn't because it didn't count. The referee didn't right. see it. So, no, you didn't. Uh, but she wants an I quit match with Charlotte. I feel like that's a terrible, terrible idea. Um, but, I mean, it, you can't tease it and not give it to us. Charlotte declines. Mm-hmm. She says no thank you. But Ronda goes to Adam Pierce. It just it just seems like that's what is now going to be happening next. We'll We're going to keep the Ronda and Charlotte that, thing happening. And we'll probably see that at the WrestleMania Backlash, which is the yeah. next pay-per-view next month. We'll probably see it then. We also had Xavier Woods versus Butch. Um, I'm down for Butch. I don't care what anybody says. I was going to just say the same thing. I don't necessarily know what they're trying to do with his character, but I'm here for it. We were also big Pete Dunne fans. Yes. So it kind of makes sense that we're here for it. His new gimmick is basically a rabies-infested Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. Where he just is like a wild man. He reminds me of Donnie from... uh, oh, from the Wild Thornberries. From the Wild Thornberries. Yeah, he okay. reminds me of Donnie. Like, that works, too. So Woods gets the win here. He has a new finisher. McAfee was calling it the back Woods. It's a roll-up. But after the match, Butch just starts having, like, a temper tantrum, and he mm-hmm. hits Sheamus, hits Ridge Holland, not enough to, like, turn on them, just, like, kind of pushes them away from him, climbs to the top rope, and is pouting like a child. So, like, I don't necessarily know what they're doing with this character, but I don't hate it. So that's okay. Yeah, just make him like the like the wild child yes. of this group, and like uh, hopefully he just eventually turns on the on yes, Ridge and, and then he's and his Seamus own person and can be his own person. We have to get rid of the Butch thing somehow. Uh, but then we had Sami Zayn backstage with Adam Pierce. He's talking about uh, how Knoxville. You know, this is exactly what we talked about. How it doesn't matter that Sami Zayn lost this match. Yes, because his excuse is exactly what we said. Of course, he expected a no holds barred match with. Johnny Knoxville, not a no-holds-barred match with the entire cast of Jackass. Yes. Um, but he loses this match, and he just wants his respect back. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's going to take on the first person that walks out of that locker room. Mm-hmm. 
Adam Parrish is like, okay, sounds good. Drew McIntyre comes out. Hilarious, because Sami Zayn immediately, like, retracts his words, and he's like, no, 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 the next guy, the next guy. But... Drew uh, played it off perfectly. He's just, like, smiling. Hey, guys. Yeah, he's like, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you staring at me for? Like, it, And it was great because we do have that match later. Drew wins via count out because Sami Zayn runs away. And this could be a fun slash good feud. Like, I, I do like the idea of seeing Sami versus Drew in the future. I do have to mention, though, this match between Sami and Knoxville is still getting heat online. And everybody needs to shut their mouths because <laughs> even Sami Zayn put out a statement yeah, saying he loved this match. Yeah. He thought it was fantastic fantastic people are still talking about it exactly which is what he wanted out of it and he had so much fun doing it so like if Sami Zayn had a good time doing it if other people like myself I thought it was absolutely fantastic for the aspect of it just being fun it was fun people should have fun shut up stop being a fun ruiner like Sami Zayn had a good time everybody needs to get over it it was a good match and like and to have his next feud be Drew. Yes. Is very interesting. Because yes. Drew's kind of just treading water. He still is a valuable piece to have for Roman down the road. Yes. I don't know if I don't know if and when we do that, but like this at least gives Drew something better to do than Baron Corbin. Yeah. Um, and then so we talked about how we had some debuts, some reintroductions. Mm-hmm. Most of them happened on SmackDown. Yes. So Ludwig Kaiser comes out formerly marcel barthel from uh imperium in nxt he's going to introduce gunther yeah formerly walter i'll tell you this so we talked about like the gunther thing i don't care about the name um, yeah this is one of the names that like it kind of works for him yeah because like walter's not a great name either right um it, it, it is weird because we all did see him as walter in wwe yeah uh, but he I mean, is we also saw butch as exactly uh, pete yeah. dunn so uh but yeah we have gunther here who is in amazing shape. Yeah, he looks This dude fantastic. has leaned out. He looks awesome. He faces just Joe Schmo, Joe Alonzo, yeah. um, just chops the dog piss out of him, gets the win. I love this dude. I think he's awesome. Um, he is just a world-renowned striker. He could be a guy, again, that you could build up to mm-hmm. be a main event talent against Roman Reigns. I was calling for that a while back. Um, but yeah, just keep feeding him guys like this. Yeah, just let this him. This is the perfect guy to destroy just people. Give him local talent. Let him chop the shit out of mm-hmm. them. Get him over because the crowd reacted to it. Yep. Those chops are so loud. Oh god, it hurts and so you. Legit like it, it hurts hearing that, like, it. Everybody in the arena is like, "Oh shit!" Like that's yeah. a real like it strike. takes the breath out of the spectator watching it happen. Exactly, and like when you can have a guy like that who is like actually hitting people. Yes, and is actually so physical and so brutal and. Props to Ludwig Kaiser. I thought that introduction for uh, Gunther was awesome. Oh yeah, he did a fantastic job. Like give them, you gave the man a mouthpiece. You gave him. I mean, you didn't give him a new body, but he's got an awesome <laughs> new look. Yeah. Uh, and then his his move set's always been great. I think the sky's the limit for that guy. And then they were not the only two with renames. We have Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, like we said earlier. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez uh, won the NXT Tag Team Championships, Women's Tag Team Championships at Stand and Deliver, dropped those titles on Tuesday back to Toxic Attraction, and then on Friday, we in- we reintroduced the world to the for- now formerly known as Raquel Gonzalez. She is Raquel Rodriguez. It's funny. I thought the announcer messed up. Like, when they were, like, in- the interviewer. Because I don't... Yes. Was it Kayla? Kayla it was, was Kayla. Kayla. Yeah. And, like... 
when she was like, oh, introducing Raquel Rodriguez. And then, like, R- Raquel Gon- Gonzalez walked out. And I was like, did she just mess that up? But then, like, up came the nameplate. And I was like, oh, my God, they just changed her name, yeah. too. And like, then Los Lotharios come out. And they hit on her. She's not interested. Yeah. She's like, are they always that annoying? Hilarious. I love yes, they are. Raquel Rodriguez. Whatever you want to call her. She's awesome. She, eventually, yeah. you just drop everything. She'll just be Raquel. Just Raquel. Um, totally fine with that. And, yeah, she's just – she's such an awesome talent to have. She's a cool, just giant – she's the big mommy cool. I have been asked – I've been wanting for her to be called up for months now. She's yeah. just – she's one of those women that's ready. She's got the look. She's got, like, the – like, she's just different. And she's just an awesome person to now have on SmackDown – and I, I know we're doing the Charlotte and Ronda thing again, but I would love to see Raquel versus Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that would be fire. That would be so good. Like, get her pushed as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't have her just do... Because all she did was that backstage segment. Yeah, we didn't see her do anything else other than, like, that segment. Yeah, and then Lacey Evans is back. With another backstage segment. And she is completely different. She is no longer just the lady. No. Uh, Lacey Evans. She goes over her full backstory, her, you know, her... Um, her rough childhood, her uh, time with the Marines, and she, they're building her like we kind of thought she should have been built before. Where like right. she has this awesome backstory, mm-hmm. this patriotic backstory. Where like you can overcome is, any obstacle that is thrown in your way. She was dealt a hard yes. hand, and she is on top of the world. She's, she's a made, mother, right? She's a wife she's a marine she is a daughter she's like she's she's all these awesome things yes she is a badass woman and like that southern bell character was never really relatable this character i loved it i did love it i know but she reminded me of like liberty bell from it's exactly what it was and that's exactly what it was and and it was fine but like the fact that we're bringing her back with this real life it, like her history, it's going to be easier story, for her. It's going to be easier for her. It's and she's going a good to be, baby face. Yes, it's going to be exactly what she should have been from the beginning. People are going to get behind Lacey Evans, even if they weren't before. They're going to be behind her now. And I don't know. I I love it already. I, I was like always like one day I liked Lacey, the next day I didn't. I you were always on the Lacey train. Hell I yeah. like this this new character that they're building yeah, for her because like, it's not a character. Yeah, it's she's who she strong is. as hell. She's got a real life awesome backstory that they're yeah. letting her tell, which will just get her over as a baby face. And yeah, I mean that's a woman that you can get behind as a world champion. Yeah. And that's perfect for Lacey. It's like we had like so far for all the debuts we had, we had Veer fine debut. We had Ezekiel who we've never seen before. Awesome debut. Raquel Rodriguez was like probably the least of like impactful. Yeah. Because it was just a backstage segment. Gunther looked awesome Mm -hmm. in his squash match. Like we have changing changes happening. Yeah. It just, we didn't set anything up because we had happy talk with Baron Corbin and Madcap. Madcap is now turning on Baron Corbin because the crowd, crowd's behind Madcap. Yo, and I'll tell you what, like, when Corbin started to blame Madcap for the loss to McIntyre at Mania, and then Madcap just attacked Corbin afterwards, and then, like, destroyed the Happy Talk set, this is the best Happy Talk I've ever seen. Bro, Madcap is legit. Yeah, people are behind him. I'm behind him more than I thought I was. Yeah, I think we might have to, like, do something about the name. But, like, other than that, the crowd's behind him. Um, He is tough as nails. He's jacked as shit. Like, I just, I think... Having him versus Baron will be a very cool feud. Yeah. Uh, gives them something to do. It gets gives, them away from Drew. Yeah, it gets them away from Drew, thank God. Mm-hmm. Drew needed that. And then, like, it gives Madcap Moss a 
incredible heel to work against because they're because yeah. you can build Madcap as the babyface here. Oh yeah. Um, and then you know you had Liv Morgan shockingly getting a victory over Sasha Banks. Yes, that was wild. I did not expect that win. And then we close SmackDown with Roman Reigns. This was the cliffhanger that we got from Raw. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns announces that he's holding two titles. Yeah. His brothers only have one. They're his cousins, but same thing. Whatever. His, yeah. his bloodline yeah, it's the same only thing. has one. He wants the Usos to now go to Raw and take the Raw Tag Team Champions uh, championships so that they can have all of the gold, which, yeah. very cool idea. Awesome idea. Um, and then Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. Even cooler idea. And then Roman, like, hugs him, and it's like, I feel like I feel bad because, like, and I'll say this. He said Rick Boogs. The crowd is, the crowd is so yeah. hype for Rick Boogs. This guy's going to come back and be so over. He got his surgery this week, so, you know, good luck recovering. Yeah, get back soon. Please. Um, and then, yeah, Roman gives him a hug. Like, man, I feel bad. Like, I'm a, I'm a loving tribal chief. You know, it sucks for, your you know, your boy Boogs, but, like, you know, you're welcome here. And gives him a hug. Shinsuke's... Just give mm-hmm. Shinsuke has like some of the best facial expressions. I love Shinsuke, man. And then he gets super kicked, and we end the show with Shinsuke just on the ground. I don't know if we are doing this. Let's do it. But let's fucking do it. Let's Shinsuke go. Nakamura versus Roman Reigns would be a very cool mini feud to right. hold Roman over for whatever's next. Shinsuke doesn't win this, but it's the same thing as like when Roman and Cesaro had their feud. Right. We know Going what it Cesaro. is. Yeah, we still don't know what's going on with him yet, but like we know, we knew what was going to happen with that. Feud, yeah, but that doesn't matter. No. It's still cool. It's still Very awesome cool. that we had it. And Shinsuke it, versus Roman. Finally, we get Shinsuke back in the main event picture because yes. he's kind of just been around. Like Boogs getting hurt because things happen like this in wrestling all the time, where something unexpected happens, something better becomes of that. Yeah, right. Because like the day one plans got completely screwed up when yeah. Roman got sick, but like. This is such a, something that Rick Boos got hurt, and now Shinsuke's in a better position because of it. Right. And I do have to touch on the fact that Roman said he wants the Usos to go after the Raw tag, me- tag Team titles. And I can see people being annoyed with this, but think about how awesome it would be for them to win. The current Us- the Usos are the current SmackDown champions. If they were to also win the Raw Tag Team Championships here, like at their next match or whatever, the next pay-per-view, say, then we have Roman, the Raw and SmackDown champion. Then we have the Usos, the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team champions. They have all the gold. There's nowhere to go but down. Exactly. Yeah, that would be the only and redeeming part of that. Great. That it's seems because fun. It's always annoying to see the heels get all of the gold. Yes. Right. But. The downfall yes. will be super entertaining. I am so good. I can't wait. I don't know when or how long it's going to be until it happens, but Roman losing all of the gold, or even mm-hmm. if it's like the Usos get it, and then they lose, and then he gets pissed that they've lost, yeah. and then he loses, and then he loses again. Mm-hmm. The downfall. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be very cool to so see good. how Roman can respond to not being mm-hmm. the, the tribal chief. To like, Does he go mad king? Does he go away from I hope he goes mad king I hope he does too that would be the only redeeming part I love to see factions stripped in gold yes I loved it when they did it with Undisputed I think it would be cool to do here especially because like RK Bro doesn't need the tag titles Um, but like it would be cool to see that happen just to see them at that apex because then there is nothing left to do but go down yeah and listen this was like we said it was kind of a weird smackdown and raw after mania we didn't set up a lot of things but we did have random things that happened that were cool like we had 
three call-ups announced with new names. I am including Gunther in this, even though we knew his name changed a few weeks ago. So that was pretty cool. We, we did have that. I'm not, I don't really care about these names as much as like, I'm still annoyed by Butch. But nothing was really set up other than the fact that we have Charlotte versus Ronda and the Usos will most likely be going after the Raw tag teams and maybe Shinsuke versus Roman, maybe. And then we had three betrayals. We had Zelina attack Carmella. We had MVP turning on Bobby Lashley, Madcap turning on Corbin. That doesn't even include Rhea leaving behind Liv Morgan. Right, right. So like this is, because that was like kind of a betrayal. So we we have these things happening. They are starting. The the foundation, yes, we are resetting everything. The foundation is starting to be laid. So I don't know. I think it's it's going to be cool. You can follow us along on Instagram and all of the social media at he booked, she booked to see where we're at during the week. Catch us every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.